Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Commission, a podcast where we're talking about the trends, the issues, and the topics that impact both the missionary and the churches that they partner with. I am Tony Balava. With me is Stephen Madoff. Well, hello, Tony. I, I noticed in all our podcasts, you, you change how you say that intro every time. It's never the same. But you know what? Actually, that's going to work to our benefit because today's episode is going to be about change. It's going to be about how missionaries change. So you are setting it up from the very first sentence in the intro. Thank you so very much. You know, this is like two podcasts in a row where you're so clever with this stuff. (laughs) It's just because I can't read, honestly. I mean, it's right there in front of my face. I just can't read it. Today's today's episode is going to focus in on on exactly that change. And what happens when a missionary changes their field? Mm. It is something that does happen where a missionary may be serving in one country and then maybe moves to a different country to yes. start a new mm-hmm. ministry there. Or you may have where a missionary is on the field overseas, and then mm-hmm. he comes back to the United States mm-hmm. and uh, be, takes up a, a ministry there in right. either reseeding a church mm-hmm. or replanting mm-hmm. a church or going just into church work there. Yeah. And sometimes this raises some questions mm-hmm. in the minds of people, like, what's going on? Yes. What happened to their call? Mm-hmm. All these things. Right. So I think it is something that very mm-hmm. much is worth the discussion. Yeah, I think so. And... Um, you know, this is one of those topics where we speak from experience. Both of you <laughs> yes. and I you know, have, have made some moves. For us, when I've made the moves, they've never been easy uh, moves in the sense of it was never like, oh boy, I get to move. It was, oh boy, I have to move. Yeah. In fact, when when we were packing our house in Arizona and moving here to the Chattanooga area, I said in, and unfortunately, I said it in front of one of my teenage daughters. <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, you know, I, I hope that this will be uh, our last move. And I actually just sent that to a, a missionary recently. I uh, was having a conversation with a missionary on Sunday, and he's, he asked me, he said, do you think you'll ever maybe go back and pastor again or something? And I, I explained to him some things, and I, I basically said, you know, honestly, I hope I've made, I hope the Lord has kind of moved me in ministry for the last time, though he could move me again. When I said that in front of my teenage daughter, she said, well, at least until the nursing home, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully the things we're going to discuss will be before nursing home time. But even going into it, let me just say this up front, that thankfully there are a lot of missionaries Mm. that— I mean, just really never move from their initial field of service. Yes. No, yep. it's not bad or good. It doesn't make them better than mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, there are a lot of missionaries who have traveled to the field that first time, and they have mm-hmm. stayed there for decades. Yes. I mean, my mind can think of folks who've been on the field 25, 35, 40 years in the right. same country, yeah. serving faithfully mm-hmm. the Lord in where he has called them. But... There are also, though, we have to recognize that there are folks who maybe serve in one country mm-hmm. for four years, one term, as mm-hmm. we would say, and then the next time they transfer to a different country yeah. or come back to the States right. and things. So yeah. that does happen. And mm-hmm. and as I said already, sometimes that does create some questions. It does. In, in yeah. the minds of pastors 
And if we're honest, probably even in the minds of other missionaries. <laughs> I, I think if you're honest, even in the mind of the missionary that's contemplating mm. the move and makes the move. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, you know, for us, it was a uh, we've moved a, a couple of times, you know, initially. Uh, when we came with BIMI, it was to go to the far north, and we did get to go to the far north. And then, and then the Lord saw fit to move us from the far north to Arizona. And you know, I mean, what a weird move that was! <laughs> but it was really a struggle for us to make that decision. I had a lot of time where I wrestled with the Lord and basically just said, you know, I don't want to move. Interestingly enough, I, I just had this conversation with a. Uh, a a missionary who's raising their support right now. And uh, on Sunday, we were having a just a, a really a text conversation going back and forth. And somehow it came to this whole thing about moving and, and how do you handle those things. And I shared with him what the Lord used in my life. And it has helped me since, not just in that move from, from Canada to Arizona, but then he reminded me of it again when we moved from Arizona now to the Chattanooga area and in this uh, far north director's position, was Acts 13.2. When you read about those first missionaries, Paul and Barnabas called out of the church at Antioch, the Holy Spirit of God says something very specific. Separate them unto the work wherein I have called them, not unto the place. Mm-hmm. I think what we have done is in ministry, we've kind of separated out what pastors do in local churches, especially here in the United States, and what a missionary does. And what I mean by that is I think we've taken missions and made it all about a place. Mm-hmm. And for me, Acts 13 too reminds me that Missions is more about a person, Jesus Christ, and people, and so that wherever there's people, missions takes place and can take place. But when we go back to that person, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's supposed to have the preeminence in all things, if he has separated me unto a work, if the Lord separated me unto a work, then then if I could put it in just the modern-day vernacular, he's my boss. Mm-hmm. And my boss gets to tell me where I work, when I work, and in what capacity I work. And uh, if he changes where, when, and in what capacity, that's entirely his prerogative. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, I have two choices, obedience or disobedience. And and I think that we need to get to that place where we make missions more about what it started off to be biblically, about the work, the labor, and the ministry of missions as opposed to the place of missions. Is a place important? Absolutely. But I think just being obedient to the Lord is even more important. Scripturally, you see a lot of examples of of missionaries yes. on the move. I mean, almost everyone mm-hmm. would qual- uh, characterize Paul as a missionary. Right. And we see him constantly mm-hmm. on the go. A lot of our modern missions is based off of things that Paul did with Barnabas or with Silas. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at him as an example, you have to allow for movement that takes yes. place in a missionary's <laughs> life. I mean, there's mm-hmm. times he's staying in Corinth for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then there's times he's in Thessalonica for three weeks. Right. Now, I know that there were situations that caused him to move, and in fact, we're going to talk about things that caused missionaries to kind of be on the move a mm-hmm. little bit, but he still was doing the will of God. And yes. we still would say that he mm-hmm. he is the model example of a missionary, mm. despite the fact that he traveled to right. different locations and different locales, yeah. because again he was doing the work of the gospel mm-hmm. and work of evangelism. Yeah. So I think let's let's touch just a little bit on some of the reasons why missionaries do move. 
there are varied, and we're never going to cover all of them, of course, but I think there are some. And I think we've touched on already, In I think it's what happened in your life and in mine, is just God's calling right. changed us from where we were serving to where we're mm-hmm. at now. I know that the toughest thing for me to do is yield to God, to submit to him, to surrender, to go from Australia back here to the United States to take mm-hmm. on the role of Southeast Asia director. Mm-hmm. That was not easy. That was not something yeah. I was like, all right, I get to come back to the United <laughs> States. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Right. That was the pro- it, w- it was a bigger mm-hmm. struggle for me to yield to God to come back to the States than it ever was for me to yield to God to be a missionary in the first place. Yes. You know, I, I think I went through similar experience when we moved from uh, Canada to the United States. And, and actually, my initial reaction to uh, the thought of moving here and this pr- particular ministry was basically the same as in Canada. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God's calling on people's lives as far as how he wants to, where he wants to place them, what he wants to do through them. Obviously, his ways are not our ways, and mm-hmm. I will readily admit that that was not my yeah. way. Uh, but I I know through prayer, through confirmation of Scripture, mm. that this was what God wanted for me in my life. And there's going to be lots of other missionaries who can testify of the fact that they were in country X mm-hmm. doing a great work, but then they felt God calling them to maybe another country to serve mm-hmm. and to take up another opportunity or plant a church in another region. And sometimes it's not even regions that would make sense. For example, we can understand if someone's in like Africa, Mm -hmm. serving in Africa and then moves from one African country to another African country. Mm -hmm. In our mind, that makes sense a little bit. But for someone to go, say, from Africa to uh, Europe, you know, or uh, Southeast Asia, well, that seems like, wow, man, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But they only go because of God's calling on their life. And that's the only reason that they're doing it. Well, if you look at some of of the moves that Paul made outside of Scripture, from a human standpoint on paper, they probably don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, right. um, look at look at Paul when he's in Acts chapter sixteen and he's in uh, Phrygia and Galatia, Bithynia, and and he says in Acts sixteen five that the churches were increasing in faith and in number daily. So he's living through revival, mm-hmm. and then he gets the Macedonia call. And there's no really, when you look at the Macedonia call, come over and help us. God doesn't say, here's all the reasons you come over and help us. He just gets the call. Interestingly enough, when I when I relate my moves, I always, I always think, man, Paul just did it. He just, you know, immediately endeavored to go. And I was like, immediately I endeavored to wrestle with God. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But, uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Think of Philip going through a revival and then all of a sudden he get moved he gets moved to the literally to the desert to go minister to one person i think that speaks to the value of one soul but still on paper does it make a lot of sense it doesn't but ultimately yes i think god's calling is one of those reasons and probably the primary reason most missionaries will make their move uh, on the on the mission field, either from one country to the other, or uh, like we've mentioned, from from a foreign field back to the United States, or another, maybe even another different type of ministry altogether. There are some other reasons, though, that we should at least uh, that we should mention. Sometimes that happens because of a health issue. Say you're serving in a third world country. And all of a sudden, there's some serious health issues that 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 country's not equipped. The medical system in that country's not equipped to take care of. 
there are those who would say, well, that machine should have faith and just stay. Well, that's easier said than done, number one. Number two, I do believe that there is a fine line between faith and foolishness. Mm. And um, sometimes you have to just make a, a decision that maybe doesn't make sense. I know that the the man that took my place in Arizona as the pastor of the church that we, we turned over there, I have the utmost respect for him and his family. Um, they were serving in what we would probably consider to be kind of a third world country as missionaries years ago, and they actually lost their daughter on the field. They came home and buried her in the United States and returned to that field. Mm. And that speaks volumes to me in and of itself, that they were really doing what God had called them to do. And then their son developed a brain tumor, and he is actually a, a walking miracle today. But the advice that they were given and the counsel they were given and really the leading of the Lord in their lives was at that point, because of your son's health and the 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 inability of that, that place you're serving to meet his needs, you're going to have to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they came back, they stayed in ministry. And I think that's part of the key is that when these moves happen, missionaries aren't quitting. They're not yep. dropping out. Yeah, They're right. moving to another ministry. And again, go back to Acts 13 too the work that they've been called to. God's calling health situations like you described. That mm-hmm. those, are, those would be some of the by far most prominent reasons why people move. Yeah. I think also, and it does happen even today's time, is political situations. Mm-hmm. You know, some countries just close right. and they missionaries can't be in there anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. we have that right now with some of our Eastern European countries because of politics. People can't right. get visas to be where they're at, and so they're having to move. The foundation of BIMI was mm. was because of countries closing. You know, there we were in the Congo, mm-hmm. and uh, Congo closed because of political upheaval and civil unrest, and mm. so missionaries left, and all of a sudden it was like, well, I guess we can't be the Congo mission sure. anymore. So thusly, Baptist International right. Missions was born, yeah. and it, it spread throughout the whole world. And so those folks mm-hmm. who were in the Congo now were making moves mm-hmm. to other places, that happens. It still happens. Yeah. And so you can't blame a missionary when he he moves because of what's going on. Now, there are some missionaries who stay the course mm-hmm. right there. They're in there amidst the kind of the civil unrest and amidst some of those things. And I know sometimes people can look at them and go, wow, look, they stayed with it. But that doesn't make someone who left a coward. It doesn't right. make them just, oh, they couldn't hack it or anything like that. When you're dealing with your safety, your life, your 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 family's life, mm-hmm. really, what you kind of consider all the time, you have to take the step of prudence. And they, when they, someone packs up because of the political situation or because of unrest, they are bathing that in prayer. We have right now in Nicaragua, we had there's an unrest going on. We have some of our BIMI missionaries that stayed in the country, mm-hmm. and some that have left the country to yeah. come back to the states. Mm-hmm. Well, one is not better than the other because they stayed or they left. Right. It's just mm-hmm. things that they had to do at the time, and it was forced upon them. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree 100%. We need to leave room uh, for the missionary to follow God's leading in their life. We expect that they went to the field in the Lord's leading, so we can expect that when they leave— more times than not. Does every missionary leave the field because God led him? No. Just like, let's be honest, every pastor that changes a church and goes from one church to the other it isn't always because the Lord led them. But I think the vast majority of times it is. Mm-hmm. 
I think one of the, the good things we can do on on this side of missions, and what I mean by on this side of missions, supporting churches, uh, those who are not there on the field with the missionaries, supporting them and helping them, is to be that supportive and encourage them and uh, and talk with them. And I think if you'll take the time, if we took the time as directors, and we do, I think by and large, that's part of what we do on a regular mm-hmm. basis, but supporting churches as well, to talk with the missionary and and kind of make sense of what they're doing. And you'll find out more times than not that it does make sense, in, in at least in this realm, you can recognize God's leading in their life as much as when you supported them to go to country A and now they're transitioning to country B. You'll you'll find that most missionaries are very, very diligent and careful and want to follow God's leading in their lives. And I think it's a great point you made as far as what the, the church can do. I know churches sometimes question, okay, why are you going? But I think it's good for them to review. Just you know, just talk to, like mm-hmm. you said, talk to that missionary, find out what's going on. I would think it's a common practice of a lot of churches um, that in their, say, mission policy, if they have one, is if a missionary is moving or having a change of fields, that church just kind of reviews that sure. missionary. I don't think they should go at it of how can we cut him now, mm. but I think it's just okay. Let's see what's going on because maybe they're doing going involved in something that the the church just can't really get behind, right. or there any number of reasons. But I think it is a good thing for that church to just hey, we're going to review when you come mm-hmm. back to the states. We just want to sit and interview you and just find out what's going on. I think that's mm-hmm. normal. That's healthy. That's there's not a problem. And missionaries mm-hmm. shouldn't be upset when. A church just says, hey, we want to right. review you. Yeah. You and I both have dealt with missionaries that are like, what do you mean you want to <laughs> review me? I'm still doing God's calling in yeah. my life. Yeah. But it makes sense why a church wants to review somebody, just to say, let's get some details. Yeah. Just like they re- they kind of kind of screen them before they partner with them. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, let's just see if we, we can get behind what Absolutely. you're doing now. And we can, if if it's something yeah. that we can, we're going to get f- fully behind you yeah. on your next endeavor that you get involved in. Yeah. I thank the Lord that my experience in in move moves, I guess I should say, but really the move from Arizona to here, um, we were at that point really without supporting churches and the church in Arizona kind of autonomous at that point. So, but but the move, the initial move from Canada to the United States, by and large. Our churches did that with us. They said, hey, listen, we just want to know. We want you to explain. And I think that's completely legitimate. They're investing in our our lives and our ministry. And, and I think that gives them actually a right and a responsibility to say, hey, we want to make sure, as you said, that this is something we can continue to invest in. Several podcasts ago, we talked about church missions policies and what types of ministries would be supported. Maybe you're moving to a ministry that they— that that church has decided as a church that's not something we're going to put our missions dollars toward but for 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 us our experience was basically just explain it and once we did we found out that the vast majority of our and I was told I was told you're going to lose 50% of your support when you move from mm-hmm. Canada to mm-hmm. the United States uh, honestly, we we lost three churches in the whole move, wow. and I could actually qualify those to really down to one. <laughs> uh, that really was a a real loss. But there is the flip side of that as well. I do remember having a conversation with a pastor, and maybe he was having a bad day. 
maybe maybe he had just had a bunch of stuff come at him. I don't know what happened, but I, I do. I'll never forget the conversation. There's some conversations you you just aren't mm-hmm. going to forget. And I remember talking to him on the phone, and I was I was really taken aback because he he didn't just say, "Well, you know, we probably don't agree with that" or something. He just laid it out, and he said, "Listen, you are out of the will of God." And he followed that up with, God never moves anybody. Wow. Now, I got to tell you, I wanted to say to him, Pastor, have you ever read about Paul? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but instead, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, led me a different way, thankfully, um, because we have been able to maintain a cordial relationship since. And I just said, you know what, Pastor? Thank you for the years of support that you have given to us. Uh, I can tell you this. I do believe now that... Uh, through some things that uh, that that pastor actually knows that God moves people, <laughs> and um, and like I said, we still have a cordial relationship. Um, but I don't know what caused him to make that conclusion or come, draw that conclusion that day. That's not for me to decide. But there's going to be those, and and I think maybe as a supporting pastor or supporting church, that's not exactly the right way to head. Well, there's definitely those, and I would say this has probably happened more so when someone moves from the foreign field to the to the field here in the United States, that they would say, oh, you're just coming back be- because you couldn't hack it overseas, or you just want to be closer to family, or you mm-hmm. just wanted to be back in your home country. That's not, that's not necessarily all the truth, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I know of pastors that were serving overseas and maybe their home church, they also had a vacancy in the pastoral position. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they asked their the, the kind of homegrown guy who's right. now over, this one specific I'm thinking of, is over in Europe serving, and the church says, hey, will you come back and pasture us? Of course, that's a struggle for him. But mm-hmm. as he prayed and as he considered, then he left the field and come came mm-hmm. to to take that role as senior pastor of the church. Well, he's doing God's calling. Doesn't mean he wasn't cut out to be a missionary. Doesn't even mean that he was looking to get back into the United States. It just, that's how God led him. Mm -hmm. And there's many other examples of things like that. So I think we have to be, for pastors in the United States, not just look at it through a very critical eye. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would dare say, if I may venture to this, say that pastors in the United States move quite often. Yeah, actually, <laughs> very carefully, just because this is what the statistics say. Yes. Uh, the statistics say that the average pastor uh, stays in a pastorate for, before they move to a different church, not um, out of the ministry, but to a different church, four to five years. And I've heard that number consistently from men that I respect in the pulpit. We've read that statistic. It's it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. And uh, the frustrating part from a mission standpoint is almost nobody even blinks an eye when that happens. Right. But when the missionary moves, it's like, oh, my word, what happened? Yeah, no, and, you're right. You know, yeah. um, and so. Well, I mean, you and I can think of pastors that have probably been in, you know, say three positions in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Nobody would even think anything. But you put a missionary in that same kind of stat, three countries or play, three places of service in 10 years, and the people are going to think, instability, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what's going on? This man can't get himself grounded, all mm-hmm. of those things. And so in a way that there, I wish there was a consistent way to look at it. God moves pastors. 
God moved missionaries mm-hmm. to different places of service, and that's all yeah. that it comes really down to, as people yeah. are following him and seeking mm-hmm. his will. Yeah. I think even uh, take it a step further, God moves church members. People get different job positions, and it moves them. And, you know, most most mature Christians that I've known in my life, when they're thinking about making a move, uh, if they're a church member and they say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to get a promotion, but it's going to take me to country, uh, to city Z, wherever that is, they spend time in that, and they do their research, and they find out. And, and a, I've encouraged as a pastor people who are going through that process Find out if there's a church you can be a part of there, because that that's going to really help you determine whether God wants you to move or not. I don't believe God would move you to a place where you couldn't go to church, mm-hmm. uh, unless unless He's calling you to start a church at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but my my experience has been that even church members take the time to pray and do move, and and again that on the for some reason we only seem to really put the spotlight on when a missionary moves. Mm-hmm. And, and again, th- thank the Lord for the pastor that stays 25, 30, 40 years in the same, in the same uh, pulpit, in the same church, and what a blessing that is. But that doesn't mean that the pastor that moved three times in right. 10 years is less of a pastor or out of the will of God. It just means God had a different plan. And for me, again, I know I've said it a couple of times, but it, it just really, it just helps me, the work that I called them to. When, as long as you're doing what God's called you to do, sometimes you can do that like Paul in Galatia, Bithynia, Phrygia. Sometimes you do that in Macedonia. And, and, you know, sometimes you do that in the United States. Sometimes you do it in Southeast Asia or the far north. And sometimes God says, uh, you're going to do it in a lot of those places. Yep. And, and it's really up to him. And if we could let missionaries have that, that liberty as well, it would help them. Because, again, I don't think, yes, there are those missionaries that just make a move and we wonder. Was that exactly? And they don't seem to have a really good explanation mm-hmm. for it. And they can't tell you how God worked. And I really appreciate what you said earlier, how God confirmed that not only through your prayer time, but through Scripture. Mm-hmm. And and I really believe that that is scriptural, mm-hmm. that you have to have that verse you can go back to. We always expect the missionary to have a verse when they're going to the field. <laughs> exactly. um, you know, uh, uh, and I've tried to instill that even in my children's lives. I remember my daughter was in... Uh, one Bible college and wanted to move to another Bible college literally across the country. And she asked me, you know, would I pray about that with her? And I I told her, I said, well, I will, uh, but you're going to have to give me a Bible verse when you make that move as well, because you told me it was will of God for you to go to college A. Mm -hmm. Now you want to go across the country to college B. And when you get to college B, if you want to move again, I'm going to point you to the verse and say, no, we're going to need another verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're going to have to show me how that verse has changed or something. Because we can come back to Scripture, which is our bedrock, and say, yes. this is what God did in my life. And I know I'm where I'm supposed to be, doing what, I want, uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think you and I would both say... You know, if I could be back in the far north church planting, or if I could be back, the, the, the missionary I was speaking with on Sunday said, do you think you'd ever pastor again? And I said, I don't think you would meet a, a director at BIMI who would say, 
I would never want to pastor or I would never want to be on the field again. I think everybody would say we would want to, but at the same time we would say, but I know I'm doing what God called me to do. And I can point to a scripture verse that says, this is what God used in my life to get me here. Well, I know as we wrap up things, I I just want to kind of share an intimate thing that me and my wife, even just last night, we were praying. It's missions conference at Mm -hmm. our church and the, uh, the the speaker at the conference was just encouraging folks to be willing to do anything for mm-hmm. God, give anything and such. So last night as we were praying before we went to bed, my prayer was this, God, we have shown in the past that we've been willing to go wherever you want and do whatever mm-hmm. you want. But even though we've done that in the past, mm-hmm. you may want to change us in the future and may my heart still be one willing to go wherever you want. Yes. So God may move me again. Yeah. And I need to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Even if people go, what? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I still need to be willing to do that. And it needs to be my, my heart's desire. God, I'll submit to wherever you want to put me. Well, it's been a great discussion. Hopefully, uh, pastors out there and missionaries listening to this, will uh, it'll just kind of help them in some of the thinking and thoughts. Well, if you have any questions or want some more information, you can always look in the show notes. You'll see our email addresses. You can reach out, contact us. We would... Uh, Always enjoy getting some uh, feedback from you all. Uh, you also can see the website, bimi.org, and look there about any of our missionaries and mission fields. And if anyone has any questions about about any place of service around the world, we'd be more than glad to assist with that. But uh, thank you so much, very much for joining with us. We encourage you to give some feedback, share the podcast with others, and uh, let other people know about it. And I know, again, since this is the episode of Change, I'm going to close this out today and do the Tony Balava line and say, have a great week in the Lord. God bless you.